Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long. FM 104. It's Room 104. It's Cormac and Saoirse here. And uh, if you were in a relationship where you were taking the mick out of your other half on a constant basis, it might be actually really, really good for you. Now, um, if you've ever been in a relationship where you were or didn't feel comfortable in taking the mick out of the other half, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's a bit of a, a problem. I think you should be able to poke fun at each other in a mutually respectable way. Otherwise, there might be issues. Yeah, and I think you're probably more prone to taking the mick out of your other half than I would have been ever. Well, you shouldn't be taking the mick out of her anyway. You're not in a relationship with her. No, I'm not. But I think that this is probably part and part of your relationship. Like this is, you're, you are a comedian at heart. Uh, Our relationship a is a joke. Yep, your, yep. your relationship is a joke. And uh, you do enough pranks on me that you can't possibly go home and just be this holy, lovely, kind man that doesn't ever torment his fiance. No, not at all. So it's. I think it's an important part, but just how important and how useful can it be to maybe uh, lighten the mood when it comes to relationships and humour? Someone who has spent their career studying the impact that humour has on relationships joins us now. He's a professor over in the University of Kansas, uh, Professor Jeffrey Halster. How are things? Ah, things are great. It's good to hear from you. It's good to hear from you too. So tell us, where is the science to back this up? Yeah, so I've been doing research on this for about 15 years. And uh, the project that you're referring to, actually, I took on about four or five years ago. And it was to basically consolidate all the information that we have from 30 or 40 years of doing research in humor and long-term relationships. And so we combined results from um, over you know, 35 studies, thousands of participants throughout the world, and looked at basically the question of what styles or types of humor end up being a good predictor of being satisfied in your relationship. And uh, I want to ask you to go through maybe all the, the different styles of humor. I didn't even know there was different styles of uh, humor. Well, I suppose you could have uh, sarcastic and maybe condescending and, and other types. But what did you find was, let's say, optimal for relationship success over the long term? What really matters is the, basically the humor you create with your partner. And a lot of this came out from my own kind of personal experience with this, is that I found myself being kind of the person who was laughing at the kind of things that other people might not laugh at so much. I mean, I like dark humor. <laughs> I like quirky humor. I like stuff that's really kind of offbeat or weird. And so what would happen would be is that I would find myself, you know, laughing at things that other people weren't, didn't find so funny. And when I actually were in, was in relationship with both friends and with you know, people that I was romantically interested in, when people actually shared that kind of sense of humor about what was funny, it made me feel more connected to them. And this meta-analysis, this combination of all the studies, found that that relational humor, the, basically the humor you create with your partner in a relationship 
was one of the best predictors of being in a happy and successful relationship. But there's obviously, when you're in a group of people, there's a time and place for humour in a relationship. If you have a sense of humour that's actually really negative and attacking, that's actually not terribly good for the relationship. It's, it's really how you use it. So one of the interesting things about this is that the process was able to kind of discriminate between types of humour that are things that you have within yourself versus the ways that you use humour within the relationship. And what we found was that the kind of humor you have within yourself actually is not a terribly good predictor of being happy. So let's say that you think of yourself as being a really sarcastic person or you see yourself as a person who's really uses an agreeable sense of humor that never really cuts down on anybody or you know, takes mm-hmm. a mick out of them. Or you could have one that actually is really aggressive where you like actually taking people down a notch or otherwise. All are only small predictors of how happy you are in your romantic relationship. But what really seems to matter is the is basically the humor you create with your partner. And as you said, it kind of has to be, I suppose, mutual back and forth. Otherwise, we start walking over the line to you're bullying your other half. You're an asshole. Exactly. Right. And I think that one of the things that's tricky about this and how to actually navigate it is, is hard is that the same kind of thing that can be perceived as a good joke to kind of like let down the stress of the situation or cope with tension or deal with conflict in your relationship can also be one that's really like dismisses your partner or actually hurts their feelings. And so really in those kind of high intensity moments, humor can help kind of like bring it down a notch. But the problem is, is that it has to be done very artfully. Otherwise, it can really backfire. And is it more important for one of the sexes more than the other? Yeah. And this is another thing which actually is kind of fun is that in early stages of the relationship, it appears that men are more likely than women to be kind of the person who uses humor to attract the opposite sex. So these are people who produce humor as a way of flirting or as getting to know someone. And there is actually some evidence that says that women find men who they not only perceive are funny, but men who are actually use humor to kind of develop the relationship as being attractive. But one of the things that I found really interesting in this study was that it's actually the case that in long-term relationships, and these are people married uh, or together for over 12, 15 years, it's the case that in that situation, men stand to gain a lot, men stand to gain a lot more from having a funny wife than women do from having a funny husband. So it really seems to be in the long term, it really is in men's interest to try to find the funniest woman that he possibly can. That's really interesting. I suppose you want a long-term partner who will laugh at your idiocy as opposed to just get really angry and leave you. Maybe you need someone who'll who'll put up with all your BS that you deliver (laughs) over years and kind of go, if I don't laugh, I'll cry. Yeah, that's definitely the case that you want someone to be able to laugh at your particular sense of humor. But this is actually women who are actually able to make humor on their own regard. So it's not just women who are able to kind of see you as funny. These are women who in themselves were comedians. Do you know what I get from that, though? When I hear of a woman maybe, be, you know, using comedy in their relationship or that kind of thing, that they're usually probably more laid back as a person as well. And that's actually one of the biggest challenges of thinking about humor in relationships is what, to what degree is it actually a sign of an internal trait? And to what degree is it valuable in itself? So we know, for example, that people who are really high in humor appreciation, which I would consider myself kind of high in humor appreciation, I enjoy laughing at other people's jokes more than I enjoy making them myself. And I tend to actually, that's associated with like being a very cheerful person. But things like having a very sarcastic sense of humor or a dark sense of humor tends to be associated with people who are more emotionally unstable, people who have higher neuroticism. So what's interesting here is that there is some evidence, though, that humor in itself, laughing together, the feeling of kind of laughing and what it feels like to be in the company of another person sharing a joke, tends to have beyond the personality. So it's both personality is a good thing and it's also what you create together.
Yeah, that's, that, that's interesting. One of the things that was, uh, I think you touched on it there a little bit, though, I was going to ask, are there any you know, drawbacks to being a humorous person? But I suppose you have to look at the subsets of being humorous, the, the, the dark. Uh, there's a few comedians that are jumping into my mind who are really dark and edgy. And you're always wondering, are they joking? Or is this like just reading from their diary about how in bits they are? But is there some indicators that certain types of humor might, you know, predict negative outcomes in life or negative behavior you know there's a stereotype of comedians being depressed and the sad cl- clowns and stuff like that that they're all you know miserable depressed people people who do stand-up comedy but I'm, I'm sure it's as you said the type of humor they use yeah i think there probably is something to be said about that i mean like tom hanks has been married for what like 40 years and then you have you know someone like robin williams unfortunately who, who took his own life i mean it's it's, yeah. it's kind of hard to put a class of people like comedians all in one sort of package and say they're all going to respond to life in the same way. And you could really tell that their types of humor were, were very, very different as well. So, I mean, I, I think there is some reason to believe that humor is kind of an underlying kind of perspective that a person has about life, like what they think is funny or what they think is, you know, humorous or even worth joking about. So one of the reasons that we know from the research on this that you find something attractive about a shared sense of humor is it reflects your worldview. You know, when a person actually sees the world in the same way that you do, it means not only means that you feel good about yourself, you feel good about a person being around you that can, can see the world in a similar way. Yeah, it all makes sense to me. Find someone that's funny. Don't find someone who is egotistical and boring. But find someone who isn't maybe sarcastically funny and just hates everything. And, you know, it's like, ha, 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 okay, now we're, we're all laughing, but I think there's other issues going on there. Um, listen, <laughs> Professor uh, Jeffrey Hall, thanks a million for popping on and sharing that with us. I mean, it's a fascinating area to be able to dedicate your life to studying humour. Um, would you uh, recommend their website or anywhere online that people can check out some of the, the work that you guys publish and release? Yeah, I mean, that story that's, uh, that, that was out there, I think, was really, really well done. The one that was um, done mm. on, on Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. Because it really kind of, I think, puts contextualized on why, you know, laughing together and being able to have a public sense of humor is great. But yeah, you know, I, um, I, I would share that one. I think that's probably the best out there for me. Perfect. We will uh, obviously give a link to that through FM104 social handles if you want to have a look at it. It's uh, definitely worth checking out. But listen, uh, Professor Jeffrey Hall from the University of Kansas, it's been an absolute pleasure. We'll chat you again soon. Hey, thank you very much. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 